This is WrestleZone Radio, presented by WrestleZone.com. Find us on iTunes. Good afternoon, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to this week's second edition of the Impact Wrestling Media Teleconference. This is Ross Foreman. We will uh, get to our special guest momentarily, but first, uh, a couple of housekeeping uh, notes here. The uh, Impact Wrestling Media Teleconference live stream is presented by Pluto TV. Watch over 100 channels of movies, news, sports, and more completely free on any streaming device. Download the app today. Pluto TV is free TV. Uh, big anniversary announcement, as you might have seen, uh, .com uh, has had it, social media has had it. anniversary Sunday at the Rebel Entertainment Complex is sold out. If you want to go, you better have a good friend who's got get some tickets extra or you're watching it on pay-per-view uh that said one other note tomorrow thursday two o'clock eastern time we're going to have another media teleconference the hardcore legend tommy dreamer will be right here on the impact wrestling media teleconference that said let me uh open up his phone and uh welcome in the reigning defending impact world champion Double A, Austin Aries. How you doing, Austin? A double. Double A is Arn Anderson, forever and always. Go Horseman. Uh, yeah, what's going on? How are we doing, Ross? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Enjoying another beautiful day out here in Las Vegas, out by the pool, sipping on a little vegan uh, protein shake. 114, 118 degrees. What do you got? Yeah, it's about, I think about, one, yeah, about was 116 last I checked, but I'm in the shade. It's a dry heat, so it's not so bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that's what they tell you anyway, right? Exactly. So let's, let's get right to it. Slammiversary, you're putting the title on the line against Moose. Your thoughts? A man called Moose, Ross. It's a man called Moose because there's been some confusion. I had Peter calling me in the Humane League, and they were afraid I was actually going to beat up an actual yeah. Moose on Sunday. And so, I, and I, plus, I didn't want any viewers, uh, you know, to feel like we're doing some kind of bait and switch, and they tune in, they think I'm going to be wrestling an actual live Moose. Then all of a sudden. The man called Moose comes out and they're disappointed and they feel like they want their money back. Uh, no, uh, listen, I- I'm excited for this matchup coming up. Uh, you know, Moose, uh, in his mind, feels like he's ready, feels like he's worked his whole life for this. Um, I disagree. And I think this is going to be a good learning experience for a man called Moose uh, to see just how close or how far away he is to actually being the man or Mr. Impact Wrestling, as he likes to call himself, or the world champion. All right. Well, that's it. I do have two other questions, and then we'll get to the media questions. First, got to ask you about the size and weighted disadvantage you, you carry into this match. Yeah. Is it, is it a disadvantage or is it an advantage? I guess it depends on the perspective. Um, you know, he carries a lot of weight. He's carrying a lot of excess weight. I've actually realized that I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to overpower him um, I've actually leaned down a little bit for this fight. I'm probably I'm probably the leanest I've been, which is actually a, you know a strategy that I think is going to work in my advantage because I'm going to work on my you know stamina first of all. The longer the match goes, more to my advantage. But he's an athlete. He likes to be athletic. He likes to try to do stuff that a lot of smaller guys do. He kind of prides himself on that. But but again, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And I think on Sunday he's going to make a mistake. And and again, I'm I'm a little quicker. I'm feeling more agile, a little more explosive than I have in a while, and I think that's going to play to my advantage. And uh, and then we're, and then you know we can talk about the physical advantages or disadvantages. But again, he's about four years into this, and I'm 18 years into this, and you can't substitute experience. All right. Well, one final question I do want to ask you. Did have a a tweet about it yesterday? Curtis Granderson from the Toronto Blue Jays will serve as the special title holder for that championship belt during your match. Your thoughts? Uh, I think, I, as I said yesterday, uh, you know, just make sure he washes his hands. Any pine tar on my title belt while he's holding it. And, uh, you know, if he needs any references on how to handle himself and what not to do, what to do and what not to do, he can just take a look at what happened to D'Angelo Williams. So as long as he stays in his lane and just minds his own business and holds it pile up nice and high and hands it back to me at the appropriate time, everything should be fine. And make sure it's properly shined. Of course. All righty. 
Hey, double with that, Ross. Make sure, make sure your head's properly shined. Yeah, well, I'm gonna. You know, I do that every yeah. every day. So we're shine good on that. that. Shine that up. Make sure you shine that up for the pay per view. It looks nice and pay per view ready. You know, I will. Just just for you. Uh, that said, we will open it up for media questions at this point. Uh, media Star Six to get in queue. We ask, uh, please identify yourself and your media outlet, and please only one question at a time for a double the world. Yeah, make it good. Make it a good one. Q&A session has started. To ask your question, please press star six. Hey, Double, I can tell you, this is probably the largest list of uh, people in queue I've ever seen. Really? I shouldn't be surprised it is the world champion. Follow that, Tommy Dreamer. All right, I'll give you the first choice. You want to, go, you want to stay domestic or you want to go international for that first question? Let's go. Let's, let's throw international. Why not? I'm a citizen of the earth. Hello, Austin. Stephanie for Steelchair Magazine in UK. How are you? Hello, Stephanie. I hope the sun's shining for you today. What's going on? Uh, the this, this sun is... Beautiful here in France, and thank you for asking. Um, I was there was something striking in the promos you you did uh, for Slammiversary when you said um, wrestling is a destiny; it's not second choice; it's a first choice. Um, Do you think that um, there's no second chance? No possibility for someone that is not from the business to come into? No, like not at all. Not at all. I think there's, there's been a lot of successful people who have come from different backgrounds and then come into wrestling. But if we're trying to use it as a comparison, my passion has always been professional wrestling. I never had anything else in my life that I had passion for, like professional wrestling. So when he's trying to sit there and sell himself on his passion or call himself Mr. Impact Wrestling, I have to remind him that, well, his first passion was football before it was wrestling. Mine's always been wrestling my whole life. I've dedicated my whole life to this. You know, so, so that's the difference. It's just comparison. Does that, does that not mean that he can't be successful in his own way or, or someday be a world champion? Absolutely. It's just not going to happen at Slammiversary. It's not going to happen at my expense. Hey, Austin, Sean of Fightful.com here. You've been involved in Impact Wrestling through a few different regimes. Uh, how would you compare those? And also, do you still have the bowling trophy you won in the Paparazzi Championship Series? Uh, you know what? Uh, to answer that, I don't. And I'm a little upset with that. Um, you know, that was actually uh, – and I, we had about a two-year investigation into the theft of that. And I have my, I have my inklings of who took it. I'm not going to say it here today. <clears throat> I can say it out loud who I think it was. Um, Probably but, uh, What's that? Probably Sanjay. Well, I think it was Jay Lethal. And we're not going to make any references to why I think it's Jay Lethal. But, um, you know, guy's got some sticky fingers. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, no, in, in all good fun, I, I don't know what happened to that trophy. Uh, uh, and, but I, I, that would be, uh, would, would be just proud, uh, displayed proudly if I didn't have it. Um, as far as the whole uh, the, the regime thing, yeah, man, I, I've really been through uh, all different incarnations uh, in my time with uh, TNA or now Impact Wrestling. Um, I think this time is, is, to me, feels completely different. There's just a different energy and a different thought process and a different um, foundation that's being laid as far as, again, what, what's being done behind the scenes, um, behind the curtain, um, how, how talent's being, uh, you know, not only just contracted, but then, you know, the, the, the communication levels, um, the amount of uh, collaboration that's going on, not only within the company, but then with other companies. Um, I, so for me, again, um, I've, I've been at odds with the company over, the, over my course of my career. I don't think that's a, a big secret. Um, but I think the difference now why I'm back is because, you know, 
all maybe the people or the idea ideals that I had issue with are no longer there and attached to this. So I say that when people go, oh, it's the same old TNA, LOL or whatever. And I know it will take time, but I think right now we're showing people with the product and then also with what, you know, what's going on in the locker room that this is really a different, uh, a different impact wrestling and, and, and people should give it a chance uh, and, and see if, if it might be something that they enjoy watching again. Thank you. This is Ian Carey with SEScoops.com. Hi, Austin. In a video posted hey, to Impact, <laughs> in a video posted to Impact's YouTube page recently, you said you returned to the company because you felt Impact needed you. It's now been six, seven months since you've been back. What effect do you feel you've been able to have on Impact Wrestling so far? Uh, I think at the very least, I've been able to be a, a bit of a stabilizing um, force. Uh, I think I'm someone who is a familiar face that for the fans who have followed this company for a long time, uh, they can they can have some comfort in, in knowing. Um, I've been successful here for you know parts of my career. Um, so fr from a standpoint, they were able to kind of bring a marquee player back in the fold, which every company needs those guys in top positions to then help elevate the next the next group of guys. And so for me, I'm able to come in here now and be in a top position. Um, I have that respect from from the fans, the long-term fans, and then also from fans of other other places of professional wrestling because I've really branched out throughout my career and and, and um, been grateful and, and fortunate to wrestle almost everywhere I've, I've wanted to ever wrestle. Uh, so I bring that to the table here. And now, again, with, with having those top guys in place as that foundation, it then allows you to start building up the, the second and the third tiers of, of men and women. So. Um, yeah, I think right now I've, I've enjoyed my, my time here. I think we're, we're laying down a, a good foundation for success in the future. Great. Well, best of luck on Sunday. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, Austin. Uh, this is Viju from Sportskira in India. My question is, uh, Rich Swan followed a pretty similar journey uh, to yours before he arrived at Impact Wrestling. What's your take on his arrival and what do you think the future holds for him? Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I love Rich Swan, um, and it's good to see him, uh, you know, good to see him back in the wrestling ring first and foremost as a fan. Um, but it's good, you know, uh, you know, it's good to see him with a smile back on his face. Uh, it's good to see him have a support system around him. Um, that you know believes in him and, and wants to see him shine, and, and he's just so talented, and, and he's really still. You know, I, I joke, but still a kid, you know, in a lot of ways. And um, he's going through a lot of growth in the last few years. And now he's in a platform that's allowed him to go out there and show just how talented he is. And, um, you know, and, and uh, so, again, you're adding another marquee guy with just uh, A-level talent into a mix of, of talented roster to begin with. And that's a, that's a huge coup for Impact Wrestling. Hi, this is Paul Boron from Two-Face Dress. I wanted to ask you about kind of the crossover between various promotions are, are getting into the ring with each other and maybe bridging the gap between Impact and Ring of Honor and things like that. What What's your thought process is with that and why it's important for wrestling? Oh, I just think, you know... <clears throat> Technology changes the medium, uh, you know, and technologies kind of change wrestling. There's then all these different um, time periods. You know, when I, when I first broke in, we were still trying to, you know, sell VHS tapes. And that went to DVDs, you know, now that went to iPay-per-views. Now you're going to streaming services. Uh, with all those changes in technology, you have to kind of, re, you know, re-examine the way you do business, uh, you know, with talent and then, you know, promotion and promotion. And I think right now you're seeing the value that there's this really – strong and vibrant pro wrestling scene outside of the, the WWE bubble that can support guys going and traveling and living out their dreams and having great careers and fans showing up, you know, arenas all over the world to support that. And then also fans from all over the world be able to watch it because of all these platforms that are now available. So you're seeing value in companies working together and creating unique and exciting ideas and opportunities and matchups storylines that maybe historically we would have thought were possible and uh and i think it's cool and, and it's given some power back to the to the uh talent uh a little bit and, and even the playing field as far as the more places there are to, to go make good money and, and work uh, the better it is for everybody involved 
and uh, that's kind of the case right now, and it's beautiful. Also, we're going to go to a question from External Shockwave, who asked, what are your thoughts on the current design of the world title belt? How does it stack up to the past versions of the belt? I like it. Uh, you know, it's it's. Um, I think what I like about it, and this is always a concern of mine, is it's not too big. You know, because when you're carrying around multiple belts, as, as I often do, um, you know, some of these ones, like the old uh, TNA World Heavyweight title, was kind of big and bulky and, and kind of a pain to carry around. So I like this one's a little more sleek. Um, the, my only complaint is it doesn't have a nameplate for me. My name should be on the damn thing. So that's the only fail of the design. Other than that, uh, I give it a, I give it, a, I give it a B plus. Hello, Austin. This is Aaron Barbel from Wrestling Inc. How are you doing today? Hello, Aaron. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Uh, great to hear. You are one of the uh, great success stories of people who have left WWE and found a lot of success elsewhere. Who else? Do you think is that is still over there on that roster? Do you think would be a good fit for Impact Wrestling? Uh, I mean, listen, uh, you know, there's there's a number of uh, I'm sure men and women over there who feel they're in a position, or maybe they've been spinning their wheels, or not maybe getting the opportunities that they feel they've earned. Um, that that are immensely talented, I, you know. And I'm not going to name names, but you know, I think that anyone in that position um, who wants to bet on themselves, you know, Impact Wrestling provides at least a platform that's not going to tie you down and lock you in, but give you the opportunity to actually go and improve that uh, and then go and do that also uh, independently across the world. And so, you know, it's a unique opportunity. And, um, you know, listen, there's, there's a lot, there's a, they have a huge roster and there's a lot of talent on there that there's only so many spots and so many hours of, of television. So, um, you know, I'm sure that there's people who feel like maybe they're, they're left out or not getting the, the, the shots they want. And, uh, you know, if they find themselves free and clear, uh, it's cool that there's a nice, vibrant, professional landscape right now uh, for, for people to go out and, and apply their craft. Hey, champ. Brian Bowman from thegrillaposition.com. Um, in the past, Hello, when you've done press con, you've, uh, you've talked about a, a variety of important topics outside of wrestling, like nutrition and consumerism. Um, you're obviously very passionate and well-rounded in your arguments. After wrestling is over, have you ever considered pursuing a career in politics? Uh, not politics, because to me, politics is, um, uh, I, think, I think that you can make impact in other places. Um, to me, at a certain point, uh, politics becomes like the Truman Show, right? Like you're not in on it, everyone else is, and uh, it's, set up, it's set up for perpetual failure, uh, but, but to continually reward the, the people that are pulling the strings and, and lying in their pockets. Uh, you know, you, you can do things, um, you can do things at other levels, advocacy, um, you know, set up nonprofits, which is something that, you know, um, I'm looking into here with, with, with a friend of mine who's, who's been doing that, helping people, uh, you know, helping homeless and veterans and things of that sort. Obviously, me going out there and, and, and saying, doing my piece of speaking and talking about plant-based diet, the importance of reducing the, you know, the, the meat and dairy industry, which people don't realize how destructive it is, not just to us as humans for consuming, but to the environment as a whole. Um, and that's not even going into the, the consciousness of that we're okay with slaughtering billions of animals every year and turn the blind eye to it for a cheeseburger. Um, I think there's ways you can get that message out there. I don't know that politics is the best vehicle because then you have to swim with the sharks. And, uh, you know, I think I, I can be more effective uh, not swimming with the sharks because I don't want to have to resort to, to the same tactics that they do to get ahead. And that's my career's followed that arc. And I think that my post-wrestling career would probably follow that same mindset. Awesome. We're going to follow that up with uh, kind of a two-part question uh, off of what you were just talking about. Part of it from Lady Tuca and the other part from Jeremiah Babcock. Uh, they want to know, what is your favorite vegan food? And then, do you just carry bananas around with you all the time? Um, yes. Uh, I usually have bananas on me at all times, which now is kind of, now, now it's almost like people make sure I have bananas. Like fans will make sure they bring bananas to make sure that I'm always stocked up. Uh, which you know I do appreciate. So um, yeah, the the banana thing is uh, a phenomenon on its uh, all to itself. But uh, my favorite vegan, my favorite food has always been pizza, uh, and that hasn't really changed. Um, and, and again, we're in a place uh, place in time now. And again, I'm lucky to, to you know, live in a country that allows me 
to go eat uh, all sorts of cool foods that taste like the foods I used to grow up eating, like pizza, and they make great plant-based alternatives, vegan uh, pizzas, vegan cheeses made of, um, you know, nut milks and, and all sorts of different things. And uh, yeah, so I love pizza. I love pizza and I love bananas and I love pie for dessert. Always love pie. Hi, Austin. It's Morgan Richards here from Radio Cardiff. How's it going? It's going well, thank you. Good. Uh, so what I want to ask you about is, of course, the first night you returned to Impact Wrestling, you won the title. At the same time, you really go into different promotions, beating their champions and just collecting belts, adding to that huge package. But for you, yes. what does a really Impact World Championship mean to you, and why is it so special? Well, I think, I think it was the thing that really... Um, completed my my impressive package you know uh you know and, and i was having some success again world series wrestling in australia i can't say enough good things about what what they're doing there and what they're building there and their vision um and to be to be a part of that and to kind of you know be the champion in the face of that and help that grow um was great doing that again in england with ipw uk and defiant at the same time those companies working together like that was a cool thing, but then with the Impact World Title, it, it just kind of cemented it and took it to this next level because, um, you know, I still think the Impact World Title um, has value, the lineage, the lineage. If you look at the people who held it, if you look at the, you know the talent and you know the history of it, uh, it's still one of the most important titles in professional wrestling. And so, you know, for me to be able to come back and accomplish that, on top of everything else I was doing, it just kind of brought it all together, and it kind of became a thing. And this whole belt collector thing really really took its shape of its own from there. And, um, you know, uh, for me also to come back and, and be trusted as one of the guys to, um, you know, be responsible for helping, you know, bring this company back to where it wants to be. Um, also, is, again, a position that I, I appreciate, um, but, but I also, I think very seriously and, 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 I, want, and I want to deliver. Great. Cheers, Austin. Thank you. Hi there, Austin. It's Adam from the Impact Lounge and VT Wrestling here. How are you this evening? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Uh, looking forward to hopefully seeing you in the UK in a couple of weeks. Uh, my question is, obviously, you're in the main event, the, the, the champion, going into the biggest marquee event for Impact this weekend. Do you have anything lined up special for your entrance, perhaps the return of the cape? I've been kicking some ideas around. Uh, you know, the capes here, the fuzzy jackets here. Um, you know, I got a, uh, I've got a string bikini, uh, just like a little bit like little banana hammocks I've been thinking about. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. But then, but then sometimes it's good to just go out there and treat it like just another day at the office, just enough, just another game, just, you know, just because, you know, sometimes, and I wonder if this is going to happen to Moose because I've been hearing some rumblings of, you know, all this theatrics that he wants to pull out and, you know, he, you know, uh, you know, he wants to, this is the biggest moment of his career. He's going to make this so big in his head. He's going to get so amped up and so hyped up uh, that, that, you know, it, the match is going to be over, be over before it even starts. He's going to be so in, so in his head and so amped up instead of just business as usual. And I'm going to go in there and just take care of business as usual. So, you know what, my entrance might just be business as usual, which means I'm going to walk out of the curtain. I'm going to look through the cloud, which is going to be sold out now. You're welcome. I'm going to look through that crowd, the sold out crowd. I'm going to look at them all with disdain and contempt. I'm going to saunter down to the ring with confidence because I'm the bell collector. I'm the world champion. I'm going to get the ring. I'm going to beat them. Good luck on Sunday and looking forward to seeing you, UK. Appreciate it. I've got skills, so hopefully I won't need the luck. Hi, Austin. It's Chris Lappin from the Broken but Glorious Wrestling Podcast. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, thanks. So the British wrestling scene is booming at the moment, and you've been part of it with your recent runs of IPW and Defiance. So I was wondering, who are some of the guys from the British scene you'd like to wrestle? You haven't had a chance yet. You know, the one guy I haven't really had a chance to get in the ring with is Zach Sabre Jr. You know, and and whether that's uh, you know going against them or or tagging with them, we'd be a pretty lethal vegan tag team, I would say. And uh, so, so that's a guy that, you know, I've, I've had, you know, I've been on shows with now a number of times. We've had great conversations. He's a, he's a really bright fellow. He's, he's got some depth to him, which I appreciate. 
Um, and, and, uh, and yeah, so that, so that's the guy off the top of my head that I go, I'd like to get in the ring with him and, uh, and tangle it up. And then a guy who I've already been in the ring with, uh, and, and, you know, and, and another fellow vegan, uh, and, and Pete Dunn, um, you know, obviously, uh, was a guy who, you know, had, a, had, uh, we had a great match and a lot of buzz surrounding that match. And if we ever got the chance to do it again, I'd always, I'd always look forward to that. Uh, so those are just two guys off the top of my head that, A, one I haven't, and one that I have that, that I wouldn't mind doing it again. Hey, Austin, it's James Walsh from the Wrestling Epicenter. How you doing today? Good, James. Yourself? I'm doing great. Good to talk to you. Are you getting tired of everybody asking how you're doing? Yeah, everybody, I'm, I'm doing wonderful, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm sitting out here. I'm, I'm sitting in the sun. I'm, I'm enjoying my afternoon. So we just go right to the question, and I'll assume everyone's doing right. So as a longtime fan of Impact Wrestling, one of the things uh, us fans have always said is they got to get out of the Impact Zone. And as a mm-hmm. longtime fan of wrestling in general, you can do that in places. You can have the Sportatorium where you play every week, and you know what, that's great. But sometimes the fans get complacent. I think that, though, the change of scenery that we've seen from Impact Wrestling has breathed new life into the product with an excited crowd that maybe isn't uh, – I don't know, overly familiar with you guys. Would you agree that having a new audience that you're playing in front of, a new live crowd, has breathed new life into the Impact Wrestling broadcast? Yeah, I think that's kind of a no-brainer in a lot of ways, right? I mean, can you imagine being a band and going playing the same same venue in front of the same fans every week? Or I mean, you are in Vegas. That's a lot like <laughs> you were right, but but in front of the same people. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it wasn't, and the problem was it wasn't. It was either it was either a a mixture of the people the same people who'd been there and who no longer really got excited as you said to be there, or people who really had no interest to be in there to begin with because they weren't really there for that. So um, I think that you know, listen, you got to take the show on the road, but you also have to have a, a sound game plan to do that, and it doesn't have to be in front of, you know, ten thousand people, five thousand people, even a thousand people. You know, you can put. You can put six to eight hundred people right now in the right building, and if you look historically, some of the best TV wrestling we've ever watched or I watched growing up, you know, it wasn't thousands of people. Um, but it, but if you put the right environment in there and create the right atmosphere, it's always going to add to the experience, not just for the aesthetics of how it looks on television, but for the actual environment in the room, and that translates to the actual performers because they're now getting energy fed back to them that they're ex, you know they're we're exporting it. And we get it fed back to us so that we so that we can even ramp it up that much more, and uh, and that's and that's what I'm excited for on Sunday because we're sold out. I've seen I've seen this I've seen this venue. Um, it's an entertainment complex. You know they they they've got music and, and 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 live music and stuff in there regularly. It's 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 a really cool unique look, and I think it's going to create this really awesome atmosphere. And you can have a sold out crowd, people who paid their harder money to be there and to enjoy themselves, and for three hours forget about whatever else is going on. I just have a good time watching some pro wrestling. And, uh, and that's going to translate to hopefully everyone who's watching at home on pay-per-view. And then we're going to go out there. We're going to tear it down. We're going to feed off that. And we're going to blow the roof off the place. Can't wait for it. Thank you, man. Have a great night. You got it. Thank you. Right, so we're going to go to a, uh, a question. that's actually come in a couple times, one from Rocco and from Bisco. They want to know, will the Brewers – win the National League Central this year? Mm. You know, it's tough. They're, they're in one of the toughest divisions. Uh, and, and, I mean, if you look on paper, uh, the Chicago Cubs uh, would look to be the more talented team. Um, I've had a lot of fun watching the Brewers this year. I think uh, David Stearns has done a hell of a job turning them around in just a couple of years. They've got a lot of talent. Uh, they've, they've found it in all sorts of different ways. Jesus Aguilar was a, a waiver pickup. Guy could be the next David Ortiz if you look at it from a career, you know, standpoint, trajectory standpoint. Um, they're a fun team to watch. They've got depth. They maybe don't have that high-end, uh, you know, all-star uh, type of MVP candidate, you know, and uh, in, in the pitching staff that maybe those teams that the Cubs have. Um, it's gonna be tough. They're, right now they're in it. Uh, they're in the position they want to be. It's it's a long second half. We'll see if they make some moves at the trade deadline. They've got a good farm system to make a couple moves to shore up some areas. And, uh, you know, I'm a baseball guy. I grew up playing baseball. Wasn't my, you know, I didn't go to play professionally like Moose did with the NFL. You know, they, you know, unfortunately, five foot nine left-handed pitchers who only top out in the, uh, in the, the mid to high 80s don't always get the scouts, uh, 
scouts' attention. Although looking at it now, I could have been like uh, Jamie Moyer or Jesse Orosco, I suppose, and been just a loogie out of the bullpen. And who knows? Actually, I threw up the first pitch here just the other day uh, for an independent uh, game in, in uh, Indiana, actually. And, uh, man, I had some good movement on the fastball uh, with, with the two-seamer. It made me start thinking about maybe looking for some independent league and maybe getting back into baseball. Maybe Moose has inspired me to be a two-sport athlete once again. Oh, the Miz just won the MVP for the softball game, uh, World Series, or the uh, All-Star game. Hey, Austin, this is Carl with the J&K podcast, powered by the Roar Network on up in Canada here. Um, question okay. that we have for you. Pardon me? Okay. Up in Canada, eh? Okay. That's good, eh? Thanks for joining me, eh? Yeah, eh? No problem, eh? By the time you leave Toronto with your belt, you're going to be saying, eh, just like everybody else. Yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's a good possibility. So everything that you do, you exude confidence, whether it's in the ring, whether it's in interviews, whether it's even on a media press conference like this. Myself, before I got out of active competition, I used to have myself some superstitions. I would always listen to Corn, the band Corn, as well as I would always wear the same pair of socks. Do you have any superstitions of your own? Or do you know of any oddball ones from other workers? Hmm. Well, I'm, I appreciate that you clarified that you listened to the band corn, uh, as opposed to just kind of like sitting there listening to, you know, an ear of corn or a bowl of, of corn kernels, you know. Um, as far as uh, superstitions go, I, I mean, I don't know that I have superstitions, but I think like for me, the sunglasses thing, like I always kind of always have a pair of sunglasses with me. Uh, because I never know when I, I have to be in costume. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, I wear my sunglasses a lot. Maybe that's a superstition. But, no, I don't, I don't really have too many. Um, you know, when I was younger, I used to not, not to, like, step, to not step on cracks, you know. Uh, but, but, uh, and as far as other superstitions, uh, I'm trying to think. You know, there was a guy up that I trained with early in, in Minnesota, and he, and he just retired a year or so ago. Great, good, good fellow named uh, the Playboy Pete Huge. And Pete Huge wore the same, very same pair of boxer shorts from his first match. Uh, and he wore them every match. And it was probably, I want to say, man, 12, 15 years until they're literally just a waistband with some tattered, you know, remains of what used to be boxer shorts. Um, but he wore them every match, and even, even to the point to where they were really no longer useful. So, so that's, that's one that uh, I do recall. Awesome, thank you. And it's and it's and it's finished move with the G spot, which was like the X Factor, but it was the G spot. It was great. It was G spot. Playboy P huge shout out up in Minnesota. G spot. Boot to the stomach D V T. Awesome, I think a perfect uh, segue off that question would be a, a question we got from Jim V. Is there anything you do on show day or pre match backstage to hype yourself up? for going to the ring? I know I don't try to get hyped up. Um, I, try to, I try to calm my mind, try to calm my breathing, because uh, I think that if you get yourself hyped up, you know, you're going you're gonna to get in the ring, you're, you're going to already be blown up and not have your win. Um, so I really, I try to do a little bit of, uh, you know, a uh, little, little vinyasa flow, get a little yoga in there, get a little good stretch, get my breathing regulated, you know, uh, you know say, say some positive affirmations. Uh, and, and just get my myself mentally ready. Um, but then when I step out the curtain, um, you know, it's funny. Uh, my demeanor from literally this this piece of cloth, right? This curtain. My demeanor from from the back as I'm getting myself calm and mentally ready. Uh, but the minute I step out of that curtain, like the, the whole demeanor changes. It's game time, and and then I'm ready to go. But I don't want to get myself hyped up. I want to get myself calm and focused. And then when I step out of that curtain, it's showtime. Hi, this is Brian from the High Spot Podcast, highspotpodcast.com. Thank you so much for the time, Mr. Aries. Uh, what I wanted to ask you is with your tremendous accomplishments that you've had in your career, and there are quite many, you're, you're, coming, you're becoming a, a, a gold collector, basically collecting gold everywhere you go. Now, with all the events of you know, cross-promotions and promotions helping each other out, which is a thing of the time now with professional wrestling, with all the events and the outcome will happen, will happen between Cody and Nick Aldis, is the NWA world title something you might want to pursue in the near future? 
Uh, you know, I, I have uh, the utmost respect for the NWA world title. Um, you know, I grew up during that time period, and that was really the wrestling I fell in love with. Um, so, you know, any opportunity to, to have a shot at that or, or to be a part of, you know, cross-promoting something uh, would, would obviously be of interest to me. I think I think it would be of interest to wrestling fans. Um, you know, obviously the timing has to be right. Um, obviously All In is going to be a, a huge event. Um, uh, you know, I'll be in town that day. So, uh, so you know, uh, who knows what could happen. But, um, you know, right now there's a lot of exciting possibilities when you look at the landscape of wrestling. Um, you know, Jay Lethal now being the, the Ring of Honor World Champion, he obviously has some history with Impact Wrestling. Um, obviously the two companies, you know, have, have, been, have been doing some, some at least, you know, uh, working together or, or at least, uh, you know, s- allowing some freedoms for that to happen. So, uh, you know, you got the Jericho Cruise coming up, you know, and, and Impact's involvement in that along with Ring of Honor. Um, it's creating a, a, a really unique time and landscape to where really literally anything can happen. And, and, and so with the NWA also in that fold, um, you know, I think for them, after that match is a huge opportunity for them to kind of step up onto on a huge platform and spotlight. Hopefully they can use that momentum to continue to rebuild the NWA brand and, and they can become a force once again in professional wrestling. What's that title with a great around your waist or shoulder, sir? It was, I mean, it looked beautiful. It really would. And I would, I would certainly clear, I would, I would give it premium spot in my bag. It would, it would get like a premium, you know, premium position. Cause you know, not everyone, not every belt gets, you know, got like six in there. Not everyone can have the nice, the comfy spot in the bag. Somebody crammed in there. I definitely would give the NWA title a, a, a upgraded spot in my bag in the travels. First class all the way. Thank you, sir. You got it. Hi, Myron from the Tapped Out Podcast here. Uh, I just recently started a low-carb diet, and I'm getting tired of eating so much meat. Are there good vegan options for that? For a low-carb diet? Um, Yes, sir. Well, I don't know because I love carbs. And, and, you know, your brain function is primarily fueled by carbohydrates. So I don't like to starve my brain. as far as, uh, you know, and then it depends, like not all carbohydrates are made the same. So like obviously sugars as a carbohydrate might be something that I certainly am mindful of and, and try to, to stay away from excess processed sugars or, you know, all, in all the different forms it comes in. But carbohydrates as far as, you know, actual fruits and vegetables um, or even things like lentils, which have a lot of carbohydrates, but a lot of it's fiber. So it's not, it's, it's not, you know, uh, it's not really effective carbohydrates. Um, so, you know, things like that. But um, you know, I think that, uh, again, vegetables, you can eat a lot of vegetables and a lot of greens or whatever your favorite vegetables are and, and have it be relatively low in the carbohydrates. Uh, the fruits, obviously, with the sugars, not so much. But I would say, uh, you know, don't be too afraid of the carbohydrates. They're, they're not the big evil. And protein isn't, isn't also somehow some, uh, some magical calorie that only puts on lean mass. Uh, I know this has been perpetuated by by the, you know, the, 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 the kind of corporate machine to make money. But um, I think a balanced diet that has the appropriate amounts of fats, uh, carbohydrates, and, and protein, and then eating consistent consistent meals, um, I think is always, for a long, longevity standpoint, going to be your best bet. Oh, thank you, sir. You got it. Yes, sir. Hi, champ. Thank you for your time. This is Brian Keith from the Average Marks Podcast, powered by the War Network. Uh, I'd like to know, um, what does your diet look like heading into a championship bout? What are you eating more of? What are you eating less of? Oh, man. Um, so it's, it's awesome because I've, I've had like, I don't always have a full week, you know, at, at home. And so I've had a full week at home leading up to this. So I've been able to be a little more on point. Um, you know, I do have a, I do have like a sponsorship deal with uh, Trifecta Foods. Um, and, and they send me great uh, vegan meals every week that, if, if, you know, especially from a time standpoint, if I don't have time to cook, um, there's, you know, good things. Again, beans and rice, lentils, quinoa, lots of fruits and vegetables, lots of nuts, um, you know, and then just drinking plenty of fluids, I think, you know, especially being out here in the heat. I read a lot of watermelon, drinking a lot of watermelon juice, and then just, you know, the good old H2O. Um, and we usually have our grill fired up. So we usually throw in, you know, just kind of grilling, grilling stuff throughout the day. and, and uh, you know, I like to work out actually to get some pool workouts and do some workout outside. And, um, yeah, it's just about, you know, again, consistency and then just, you know, really try to stay away from the really bad stuff and just try to just kind of put the good stuff in your body. 
Thanks, Jim. You got it. Hi, Austin. This is Cody from thesportster.com. Um, you mentioned earlier how you leaned down a bit uh, going into your match with Moose. I was just curious if you can discuss what changes you made to your workout routine. Uh, you know, I think I've been I've been doing a little more uh, cardiovascular work. Uh, you know, historically I haven't done a lot of heavy cardio because, you know, for me, keeping size on has always kind of been my challenge. Um, you know, so, st- so staying uh, keep my keep my body weight up is usually my challenge. With that, I've I've kind of stayed away from excess cardio. For this, I just ramped it up. I've been you know swimming thousand meters in my pool. You know I've been doing doing more yoga, doing more um, functional movement. You know uh, and and just more uh, uh, you know I don't want to say CrossFit style training, but but you know maybe pounding a little less weights and doing more functional movement, explosive movement. Um, you know because for me right now, especially my age, you know um, you know. Putting on five or ten pounds is going to also make me big, but being more flexible, more fluid, more quick in the ring will give me more an advantage, especially I think in this matchup. So, um, you know, every matchup's different. And for a guy like Pentagon, for example, where I'm a little close to his size, you know, where I feel like maybe if I put a little size on, I can I can neutralize maybe a little strength advantage he may or may not have. In this case, I'm not going to neutralize the strength advantage with Moose, so I might as well exploit the advantage I do have, which is quickness and endurance, and so why not take that to another level and, and use that to my advantage? Great, thank you. You got it. Hey, uh, this is Vidu from Sportskira again. My question is, so when you first came to Impact Wrestling, you were a clear baby face, and over the course of time, uh, you have become slightly heelish. I mean, culminating with the attack on D'Angelo Williams, was this a conscious decision, or uh, was this only done for this particular feud? Thank you. Well, I mean, I don't know. If you go back and listen, uh, you know, <laughs> D'Angelo Williams is in my ring, and he starts calling me names. He calls me trash. He calls me Austin Crybabies, cry which is almost clever, but not quite. Um, so I don't know if what I did was uh, you know, heelish, uh, in, in your, to, to use your term. Um, I just think this guy was stepping in my ring and disrespected me, and I had to show him exactly where he belonged and who he was talking to. Um, when I first came into Impact Wrestling, of course, you want to come in, you want to get in everybody's good graces. You know, you got that little honeymoon phase where everyone's trying to win each other over, and uh, and including me trying to win the fans over, right? Because I knew that that would serve me best. Um, but, you know, the reality of the situation is I've always worked best, uh, you know, it, when I have this edge to me, when I've got this chip on my shoulder. Uh, when, when I'm able to kind of let, you know, uh, you know, my true feelings out, so to speak, about certain people, uh, whether that be the fans or, or the people I'm working with. Um, so, you know, again, at the end of the day, we're all we're all uh, we all have depth. No one's no one's a, a good person every day. No one wakes up and is a bad person every day. Well, some people do. But uh, everything is strategic. And uh, right now I'm in my comfort zone. And I think the results are showing that. Austin, we'll go to a question from Ishan Kacker, who writes, uh, because you are more experienced, you feel you're more under pressure uh, against Moose this Sunday, and if you lose, would this be the biggest upset of your career? Good questions. You know, because obviously, as I've talked about this matchup, uh, whether that's publicly or even privately, you know, every way I look at the equation, um, I always add up to the result of me winning. But in that, it's almost as, as, as if there is an expectation that I should win. I am more experienced. And while he is physically dominant, um, it's not like I haven't been in the ring with, with men his size before and beaten men his size before. Um, so I guess maybe in some ways, yeah, I guess maybe the pressure is on me. I guess I hadn't thought of it like that. Um, because I expect myself to win and, and a lot of people expect. So, so I guess in this situation, I have everything to lose and really nothing to gain. And that's really not a very enviable position to be in. Um, and so therefore, if it's by some chance and listen, at the end of the night, no matter how sound your strategy is, no matter how confident you are, no matter how hard you've trained, no matter who you've got in your corner, uh, or in your ear, um, on any night in one moment, any man could be another man. Literally, it takes three seconds. Literally, it takes just slapping on the right submission at the right time in the right place. 
and it's done. And that's not lost on me. And he has all the tools and the skills to do that. Um, so, yeah, and if it were to happen, um, I don't know if it would be an upset or not. Obviously, he finds himself in this position for a reason. Um, do I think it'd be the biggest upset of my career? I don't know. Um, uh, it's tough to say, but I'm, I'm not going to put that energy out there because I don't want to think about what happens. What, what would I call this if I lose? Because we don't want to put that energy out there. So we're just going to call it like it is. What's it going to be when I win? And that's just another day in the office. Business as usual. All's right in the world. We can continue to do the things we need that need to be done to make a better impact wrestling. Stephanie from Future Magazine again. Uh, I'm not going to wish you an happy birthday like last time. <laughs> well, it's not my birthday. Yeah, <laughs> but last time, yeah. Um, you remember? <laughs> I do remember. Uh, yeah. I, I had the chance to talk to Jimmy Jacobs not so long ago, and everything he was saying about you well. Awesome, incredible. Uh, he was praising you, saying how good you are. Would you say the same of him? I mean, what the hell does he know? No. <laughs> um, I have, I have a, I have a ton of respect for for Jimmy. Um, he's again, I think he's starting as what, like you know, fourteen, fifteen years old. He's he's had a passion for this industry, uh, and he's got a great mind for it. Again, he's not the biggest guy. Um, but he's found a way to carve out a niche and carve a, make a career because he's just, he gets it. And he also like, he's one of those guys. And I think this is, this is the key to me when you're, when you're um, uh, a producer, a director, uh, uh, an agent, a writer, uh, wh whatever it is, when you're the boss, um, you have to know like when to step in and, and put your hands on something and mold it and, and guide it and direct it. And then you have to know when to just step back and let, let the talent do what it does. And, and let them create the magic because sometimes if you're always stepping on talent, you're killing the magic. And Jimmy's good at, at nurturing that, nurturing the magic and knowing when to step back. And I think really, and I say the same for Don when I've worked with him in these segments, I've been so lucky that since I've been back here, I've been really given so much freedom and leeway to really paint these pictures and these promos and these storylines and these ideas within the context of what needs to be done and uh that's allowed me as a performer to have so much fun uh, more fun than i've been having ever to be feel invested in what i'm doing and and i think you come to work and you want to work hard and you want to and you want to you know creatively go out there and and do things that they're going to add to value the product and uh, so you know a guy like jimmy who can help fill in some of the, the little details or, or create an idea uh, but then also step back and then let let the talent create and do what it does um so but yeah, he's 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 one of those guys that uh, he's just multifaceted. Like you always, you, there's always a spot for Jimmy Jacobs in pro wrestling because there's there's so many different areas that he can be a, a, an asset. Hey, Ryan Bowman from thegorillaposition.com. Austin, over the course of your career, would you say your current run right now as the belt collector has been you at your very best? And how do you think this stretch of your career will be viewed in terms of historical perspective? And thanks for your time today. You got it. Um, I mean, I, listen, it, when people start talking about the best or, I mean, that's, everyone has a different opinion or a different taste. I'll say this. Um, I feel like right now I'm having the most fun of my career. I feel like um, I'm having the most impact on the things that are important to me. Uh, in, in the most areas, uh, in, in a number of areas of my career. Um, and I feel like from a performance standpoint, um, I'm obviously, I'm as experienced as I've ever been, right? I mean, that's uh, obviously. Um, so I feel like I'm, 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 I'm performing at a high level right now. And obviously I'm not my physical peak. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I haven't lost too many steps. I'm still, you know, I'm, I still feel like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good in the ring. I'm moving good in the ring. Uh, but I think mentally right now, um, there was a period there where you think you forgot everything or everything you thought you knew, uh, you question. And then, and then when you, and when you dial it back in and, and you start and you start feeling it again, you start seeing it again. Um, right now I feel like it's, it's, it's at a high level and maybe at the highest level of my career. 
and really now I'm starting to look at, well, man, how much longer can I sustain this? Because, you know, at a certain point I had a certain number in my head as far as how many more years I could do this. And now that number, I mean, who knows, could I, could I do this for another decade? Could this be the start of, of, of an even greater stretch of success um, than I've even had for the first 18 years? I'm excited to see that possibility play out. All right, well, Austin, I know your time is precious, so uh, we will wrap it up with that. Uh, as always, much appreciated. I know I can speak on behalf of all the media. We're very appreciative of the, the champ's time today. We will uh, give you the floor for a final thought heading into Slimeversary on Sunday. Final thoughts going into Sunday. Um, I mean, listen, it's sold out. We're in Toronto, Canada. There's going to be a room packed full of people who are excited to be there, who paid their money to be there. And that brings out the very best in the performers. And uh, this is one of those, this is one of those nights that I think we're going to look back on. And this is going to be uh, an important night in the direction of impact wrestling. And that's not just in the ring, but then also behind the scenes and what's going on. So um, I know I'm looking forward to uh, my match with Moose. I can't imagine what an impact wrestling would look like with him as champion. And hopefully on the 23rd, none of us will have to see that as a reality. Uh, I will do whatever it takes to make sure that doesn't happen. I'm not sure that he's willing to do whatever it takes. We'll find out on the 22nd when I take on Moose for the impact world championship. And if you're on the fence, if you've been hearing the buzz about impact wrestling, if you've been hearing them go, if you've been hearing people saying, or people writing, you know, you should really check it out. The product's a lot better. It's some of the best wrestling that's on TV every week. No, it really is different now. Uh, if you're on the fence and you're not sure, here's your chance. Put your money down. Check us out. See what the buzz is about. See what the new Impact Wrestling is all about. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. We will see you just a few days up in Toronto. I'll bring my scarf. Yeah, it's probably a little uh, cooler than it is in uh, Vegas for you. That, that was the joke, Ross. I'm just making sure everybody knows. Thanks. All righty. Thank you again. Have a good one. Take care, everybody.